Hello folks, this is the Right What If podcast. I'm Joe Wright, and in today's podcast, I will be talking about the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament, which was postponed, which was canceled earlier in March. In these games, the Sweet 16, I'll go over each game in a different way. The Midwest region, the East region, the West region, and the South region. I will start with the Midwest and the East regions, as that is on the left side of your bracket if you're following it. We start with one of the best matchups of the tournament, a battle of two blue bloods. We have the Kansas Jayhawks, and we have the Kentucky Wildcats. A battle of two coaches with probably a thousand wins between them, thousands of wins between Bill Salt and John Calipari. A matchup of first-round NBA draft picks, a matchup which will be... Watched by the entire country in the Midwest region in Indianapolis. Tickets have been going for $1,000 or more to watch this game. The second game on in the night in Indianapolis after Auburn and Arizona. This game is won by the Kansas Jayhawks. They blow out Kentucky 89-68. to Kansas had a 10-point lead at the half. It was 38-28. to they had a lead as much as 11 points in that half, and but then they pulled away in the second half. Kansas had a lead that was as big as 16 points, and then grew it all the way up to a 19-point lead with 2 minutes and 43 seconds to go. So Kansas proved they are a dominant team this year, by beating Kentucky the way they did. Devon Dotson had 24 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Great game for him. He had 8-12 shooting in 32 minutes of action. Ochai Abaji had 17 in 30 minutes, 7-10 shooting. Kansas went 8-18 eight of 18 from the 3-point line. Devon Dotson made 7 out of 8 3 throws. Kentucky could only make 4 threes in the game. Nick Richards had 16 points for the Wildcats as leading scorer. Emmanuel Quickly had 14 points. Those were the only two guys that scored in double figures in the entire game. Kent and Tucky only made 38% of their shots. Also, they missed eight three throws, which does not help in this game. So, John Calipari falls in the Sweet 16. It's a tough way for a season to end. Most people thought that they would have a chance to make the Final Four. But Kansas, they they move on. They got all their walk-ons even to play, including Chris Tehan, four minutes. And everybody got a chance to play as they will face the winner of the Auburn and Arizona game in Indianapolis. Kansas sends Kentucky's hand, fans home blue, angry as another season ends the way, in a tough way. But... Now we have the matchup that was previously before this. We had Arizona Wildcats and Auburn. Arizona dominating the Pac-12 this year. They beat Villanova, the two seed, and Utah State, the ten seed, in the last two games in the tournament. In this game, Auburn Final Four last year in 2019, but no Final Four for Auburn this year. Arizona with a 19-point win, 89-70. Nico Mannion, 20 points, 8 assists, 3 rebounds. Great game for him. 
along with Josh Green, 13-7-2. We have Arizona made a whopping 13 three-pointers in the game, 50% shooting, and they made 14 of 18 three-throws. Auburn made nine threes, but they couldn't get a big scoring output from anybody other than Anthony McElmore, 16 points in 18 minutes. Austin Wiley had a 13.10 rebound performance, but that was not enough. This game was a blowout for most of the game. Arizona led by 17 points at the half. They got out to a lead of 16-4 in the first five and a half minutes of the game. It was a dominant performance in the first half. Before they knew it, they were where they were. It was 20, 30 to 15, six and a half minutes left in the half. Auburn cut it down to seven at one point with three minutes or so left in the half. But then Auburn, Arizona pulled away and made it a 17-point game at the half. The second half, Arizona outscored Auburn by only two points. But the game was well decided by most most of the second half. It was a blowout, and the lead wasn't cut less than 15 points. Auburn led, Arizona led by most of the game, second half, over 20. They got to a 22-point lead before Auburn made a three to cut it in the, the low 20. So we have another blue blood matchup in Indianapolis. We have Arizona and Kansas playing at Lucas Oil Stadium in the Elite Eight. That'll be a very good matchup to see who makes the Final Four in Atlanta. Arizona and Kansas will each have a big fan base, but it'll be a true neutral site game as each team is far farther away from Indianapolis than if Kentucky had made it. So that'll be fun to watch to see Arizona and Sean Miller see if they can finally make a Final Four or Kansas and Bill Self to make it again for the Final Four. So the Midwest region is set in the game on Sunday. Now we got the East region. This is a surprising region. Most people would not expect anything like this. Dayton's out. Florida State's out. Duke is out. So the top three seeds are all out of the East region. So the highest seed left is fourth seed Oregon. Oregon plays Providence who was a surprising nine seed, made the tournament. And they beat they beat Illinois and then upset Dayton in the second round in Cleveland in front of a mostly Dayton crowd that advanced to the Sweet 16 at Madison Square Garden. Providence has a heavy fan advantage over Oregon, being much closer than the Ducks. But it doesn't matter here. The Oregon Ducks move on with the win. 82-74. Peyton Pritchard dominating again. 17 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. 35 minutes. Oregon made 8 three-pointers. And they also made 12-16 from the line. Providence made 11 threes, but it wasn't enough. It was a great game the first half. 37-36. Providence fires at the half. But Oregon outscored... Providence by nine in the second half. Providence, Oregon was up as much as 14 with 12 minutes to play. And then they had the lead out to 15 with eight minutes. But then Providence kept plugging away. The lead was cut down to six after with four minutes and 59 seconds to play. 
and Chris Duarte made a three with 4.33 to make it a nine-point lead. The game was mostly decided after that. It was 7-10, then it ended at a seven-point margin, and then free throw of Maine to make it an eight-point margin. So it really wasn't close. I mean, it was tied at one point in the second half. Pritchard made a lay-in with 17 minutes left to make it 43-41, but the game was mostly decided there. So Oregon moves on as the highest seed remaining in the East region, the number four seed. Can they make another Final Four? They made it in 2017 They and played North Carolina in the Final Four. They won that South Carolina played Gonzaga. Oregon fell to North Carolina, the eventual national champion that year. So can they make another Final Four in four, first, second time in four years? We'll see and find out here. So we got one of the most shocking regional Sweet 16 matchups ever. The Richmond Spiders, the number 11 seed, playing Eastern Washington's Eagles, the 15 seed. So the 15 seed Eastern Washington beat Florida State and Virginia in succession in Tampa to move to this point. Most people would not. Most people don't even know where Eastern Washington is. They know more for their football as their good FCS football team. But instead, Eastern Washington in the Big Sky takes takes it to the Sweet 16 in New York, and they don't have a big fan base. But the fans they do have are rabid. They are there days ahead of time waiting to see what will happen. In Richmond, it's much closer than than Eastern Washington. And Richmond has the fan edge here. And Richmond gets the victory. Richmond wins 88-73. Richmond's led by Grant Golden's. Set 17 points and 12 rebounds in just 29 minutes. That's a dominant game for him. 10 three-pointers for the Spiders, including 6 of 10 from Jacob Gilliard. 2 of 4 from Nick Sarad. Nobody else really made anything, but but 8 threes out of those two guys is always good. Eastern Washington made 8 of their own. Richmond led at halftime, 48-32. Richmond showed to have their size advantage and... Their advantage of experience being a bigger conference, the Atlantic 10 over the Eastern Washington the Big Sky. Eastern Washington had never played in a game that was this big in the Sweet 16. Matt Lane and Madison Square Garden in a meaningful game. Most people wouldn't have thought that they would have even made it past the second first round game in Tampa. But it was like shocked the world in that game and against Virginia. 16-point game at half, and then Eastern Washington outscored Richmond in the second half. But it was not enough. The lead stayed mostly in double figures for most of the game. The lead was cut to 12 at one point, and then they pulled away. Richmond pulled away and got the 18-point win. So Richmond hoping to match what VCU did in 2011, go to the Final Four. Two great teams. In Richmond area, Richmond and VCU, 2011, both made the Sweet 16, but Richmond has all the glory here in the Elite Eight, playing Richmond, playing Oregon. We have an 11 seed and a 4 seed playing for a chance to be in the Final Four, and Richmond has a fan advantage being an MSG, but Oregon has Peyton Pritchard, one of the National Player of the Year candidates. 
that looks like our Oregon. Let's see what will happen here in to go to Atlanta, but you never know as they look on the court. Now we go to the West Region, the West Region in Los Angeles. We have a surprising two matchups here. The second one really isn't that surprising, but the first one is with Gonzaga playing Vermont. Vermont as a 13 seed upset Ohio State and Iowa in the first and second round. So they did what Eastern Washington did as a 15 seed, but Vermont had more firepower than Eastern Washington. People expected them to at least have maybe have a chance for an upset. But what happens here is another huge shocker that will reverberate around the country. In L.A. Staples Center, Gonzaga pretty much took the place over with fans, and it was a dominant home performance by Gonzaga's fans, but the team did not answer. Vermont, with a huge upset win, 97-92 in overtime. This was a shocker, as Vermont actually led most of the game. Vermont led by 8 points at the half, 47-39. Vermont had the lead through the first half. It was 25-19 at one point, and actually Vermont had the lead is up to 10 at one in, late in the first half, but then it got cut to 8 at the half. Then Gonzaga, they actually, the lead was up to 11, and then they grew it and till it was cut to five with 14 minutes to go. Then it was game on from there. The game was tight most of the way through. They cut it down to six with eight minutes to go. Three with eight minutes to go before Everett Duncan made a three. And then down to three and also four-point game with 4.38 to go with a Gilder three. And then the final two minutes were excellent. It was 81-77 Vermont. And then a foul, I.I. made two free throws. Then Vermont missed, and then Drew Chimney got the rebound and made a, made a shot to tie the game. Then Anthony Lamb gained a shot with a minute to go to make it 83-81. And Killian Tilly, with six seconds to play in the, in the game, tied it with a jumper, send the game to overtime. Vermont was tired. They had players that played... Two guys that played over 35 minutes. Lamb played 37. Duncan just close. He played 34. And Steph Smith. But Vermont had the firepower in the overtime. They came back. They were down two with 250 left in the overtime. And then they matched it with five of their own. And then another three. Two threes in overtime for Vermont. That were huge. Made it 93-89. And then Lamb... Got two more throws, and then Steph Smith with the clinching shot, 19 seconds to play, made it 97-92 Vermont. Gonzaga couldn't get any offense going in this last sequence. And after a shocking defeat in the Sweet 16 now, shocking, 13 seed moving on to the Elite Eight, the chance to play for the Final Four. Vermont is in an uproar. Everybody is into it. Even Bernie Sanders is watching the game from his campaign. And he's tweeting about the Vermont team and so excited about what's about to happen. But Vermont, the Catamounts, 
they're going to play either Maryland or San Diego State. This is in L.A., so San Diego State has the fan advantage here. But Maryland is a good, great team, three seed and the two seed. It's a good matchup for this regional. But they had the first game after before Vermont. Vermont Gonzaga was the first game, then Maryland, San Diego State. San Diego State gets the victory, 85-81. 85-81 as Matt Mitchell led them with 19 points. He made 6-7 of seven from the line. Malachi Flynn had 17, Yanni Wetzel 18. Nine threes for San Diego State. Maryland made 11, but it was not enough. It was close all the way through, 42-40 at the half. So San Diego State had the edge, but the game was very tight in the second half as well. It was six. Lead wasn't closer than further than eight points the whole way. And... We had a seven-point game with four minutes to go, and it was seven most of the way, seven or eight points, so it wasn't a really close battle, but Maryland made a three at the end of the game that it cut it to four points, so San Diego State just made more foul shots than Maryland, and they took advantage of their big crowd in Los Angeles. There was half, uh, half, at least half the crowd was rooting for San Diego State, maybe two-thirds. While Maryland, being much further away, did not have that advantage. So San Diego State will move on into the Elite Eight. Can they make a Final Four? Now they got to beat Vermont. So the 13 seed, the shocking team of the tournament, Anthony Lamb has become as well-known as Stephen Curry almost in how he did dominated his domination in the 2008 tournament for Davidson against Gonzaga and Georgetown and then lost to Wisconsin. But we'll see how it is here with Vermont playing the Giants of San Diego State. So now we go to the South region in Houston. We got two good matchups here. This is the only region that really was chalky. We have the Baylor and Louisville. One and four. And then we have Seton Hall and Creighton the three and the two. So everything went to chalk in this region, which is shocking to see when you see the chaos in the other three regions. But we had two great matchups playing in the stadium in Houston, and we'll find out what happened here. Louisville with the upset in Texas of Baylor, 73-72. This is one of the top games at a tournament as Louisville won it at the buzzer. Dwayne Sutton, he got an offensive rebound with five seconds left. Louisville had the ball for the last 30 seconds plus, and they had three shots at at the ball at the game. But Dwayne Sutton, after getting an offensive rebound with 4.7 seconds left, he settled down, made a shot from the wing as the buzzer sounded when the ball went through the hoop. A huge win for Louisville. It's a memory that everybody will have. Throughout the tournament, one of the best games, best finishes at a tournament in several years. With a hard fart game. Nobody on Louisville could scoreboard in 18 points. Three guys scored in double figures, but everybody had a part. Nora had 18, McMahon 10. Sutton only had 8 points, but he had 10 rebounds, including the most important basket for the Cardinals in 7 years. Since they, Baylor had Jared Butler with 33 points.
dominating game from him, 6-9 from 3, but they could not get the victory. Nobody else on Baylor can score more than 11 points. And even though Baylor had the crowd edge and in Houston, very close to their campus in Waco, they could not, not take advantage. Baylor had a one-point lead at the half. It was as much of a nine-point deficit for them in this first half, but they cut it to one at the half. But Louisville had the two-point edge in the second half. After Sutton, Sutton's shot brings them into stardom, stardom as the Louisville Cardinals make the Elite Eight. Chris Mack, second year as coach, excellent job for him to get this far. So now they will face either Seton Hall or Creighton. We got an all Big East matchup here. Another good game in Houston. We'll see how they look down this night as these two Big East rivals come together. And we have Seton Hall moving on, 81-77. Seton Hall, the great team, and they're led by Miles Powell's 23 points. He had three three-pointers, and he had three rebounds and three assists. Seton Hall made 12 threes on the game. Very good game for him, for them. Creighton could only make six. So Seton Hall had the edge here. Even though Creighton outscored him by 8 in the second half. Seton Hall had the lead as much as 14 points for 6.27 to go. The game was cut and 13 with 3.46 left. But then they went on a run to make cut it down to 6 with under 2 minutes to go. But Creighton could cut it no closer. Seton Hall had the edge and they had more rebound. They had the same amount of rebounds and one less assist. But they, and what a pretty even game all around. Two Big East rivals that already played twice this year. You wouldn't expect anything less. So, Seton Hall and Louisville on the Elite Eight in Houston. You don't know how cheap price, ticket prices might be. Might not be that high of a demand in Houston, Texas for those two teams. But it'll be a great game to see in the regional final. See and find out if we go here. Sunday, it'll be the early regional final game. It'll be the late regional final game, actually, because we got Oregon and Richmond as the first one. So we got two weird regional finals on Sunday. We got Oregon and Richmond. Then we got Louisville and Seton Hall as the final semi-final regional final to go into the final four. On the Saturday, we got Kansas and Arizona as the second regional final. And the first regional final is Vermont and San Diego State. So, this is a weird year of college basketball. You have those four, four, eight teams in the regional finals in the Elite Eight. Anything could happen. Any of these eight teams could make it into the final four. Vermont, it would be one of the biggest Cinderella stories in the tournament ever. A 13 seed making it all the way to the final four. We have, and then San Diego State. Only losing twice on the year. So they're another great story. If they can make it to Atlanta. And then we have Kansas. And Arizona. So we guaranteed Blue Blood playing in the final four. And then we have another underdog story. If Richmond gets in. Richmond who might not even be their best team this year. They're gunning for next year. But they might actually have a chance to make it. If they can beat Oregon. And then. Louisville Seton Hall. 
Louisville, we could have a, that's another good matchup in or in New York. I mean in Houston to see who will make it out to the final four. So this is Joe Wright for the Right What If podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Next up, I'll talk about the Elite Eight and go over all four of those matchups in detail. I will hear you hear you next time.